The Collective Whisper Podcast with Simon King. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. This week, we're talking about radio, and we're talking all about that famous little device developed by Marconi, which we've listened to for all these years and still continue to listen to, even though we have all of these other types of media, social media, podcasts, MP3s. Radio still reigns supreme in a lot of cases, and people still listen to it in their car. So today, we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to have two special guests, Tracy Lee and Neil. Mahoney to tell us a little about being a DJ and some of the things it entails and some history about radio and fun facts. We'll look at everything. I would just like to remind you guys, please support the show and leave a review if you like. We don't mind. We love to hear your feedback and comments, but please follow and like our show. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's talk about radio. So radio is really something we all listen to and have listened to and it's guided us through the darkest times through wars you know gave people information when they had nothing you imagine people in rural areas they had no type of information and suddenly radio came along as well as newspapers of course but radio was a more instant delivery of news and information and especially in war times like we have right now obviously between Russia and the Ukraine um, it's something vital I mean whether it be ham radio whether it be you know walkie-talkies the concept of radio is something that we all need and you know for my part I've always liked radio and you know there's there's the good and bad in radio some radio stations can be very cheesy and radio itself is such a great idea and now you have such amazing stations and all over the world you have digital radio you have talk radio and now radios are becoming podcasts as well so it's something quite entertaining and interesting and now you can get your radio on demand if you miss it in the morning you can tune in and coming from ireland obviously you know we had some famous famous djs in ireland and you know jerry ryan uh, larry gogan dave fanning and uh, nils mahoney who will have on later and you know Dusty Rhodes, another guest of mine, uh, Tracy Lee as well is going to be here talking to us. Tracy was a DJ in Ireland as well, it's a fabulous DJ. So there's so many great names down through the years, um, you know, Barry Lang, Simon Young, there's so many, in, that's just in Irish radio. So whatever country you're listening to this from, I'm sure you have your own famous faces and, you know, nowadays you have Howard Stern who's been on the airwaves for years, you have so many different faces and voices which is more important because this is the thing about radio when we listen we listen to the voice you could meet that person in the street and you might never put that voice to that face so sometimes these famous djs before they become really famous and their faces are kind of all over newspapers or some kind of media you know they're kind of unknown you just know the voice and they have this kind of character like a personality and we get used to that voice we grow up with that voice we listen you know in the morning Morning, going to work, we listen in the evening, we listen going to bed, you know, it calms us, night radio, and then we have talk radio. As you get older, you probably move more away from listening to music all the time on the radio, and you want to hear actually opinions and views and irate callers calling in, you know, and they want to complain about things happening in their local neighborhood, or they are against some new idea, or talking about politics, you know, so there are so many contrasts people can talk about and you know radio is that kind of medium of course you know years ago before they had the, the slight delay in callers i'm sure there was some you know really interesting calls and uh, i don't know enough about that technology but i can imagine it was a bit of a challenge whereas nowadays you know they can maybe deal with the prank callers a little more and then when we we look at you know djs and radio competitions so for example lots of djs you know used to have on atlantic 252 and 2fm and you know all of these radio stations used to have their competitions and especially commercial radio because they were trying to you know attract more listeners and, and keep the station alive so we used to have all of these kind of nerve-wracking moments and of course in ireland 
one of the most famous things on radio was the the Just a Minute quiz. Just a Minute, the 60 second quiz with Larry Gogan, which was everybody tuned in because it was kind of like, who wants to be a millionaire? Everybody was able to answer from their home. But you saw then once the people get on the radio, it was a different story. And the nerves kicked in and, you know, and Larry Gogan's famous catchphrase, ah, sure, they didn't suit you, you know. So um, it was quite interesting and quite entertaining. So let's look at some radio fun facts. Marconi, the father of radio, received a patent for his wireless telegraph. In 1919, the first radio station in America began operations in Pittsburgh. In 1921, the New York Giants' World Series win over the New York Yankees is the first sports broadcast on radio. Radio speakers replace headphones, allowing radio broadcasts to be enjoyed by more than one person at a time. 1926, radio's first commercial jingle airs for Wheaties, the cereal. 1933, President Franklin Roosevelt turns to radio to talk with the nation in fireside chat. 1939, FM radio makes its first appearance. 1952, first miniature transistor radio sold by Sony. Radio headphones again became useful. 1970, FM stations begin to offer stereophonic music. 1971, AM to FM radios became standard in new cars. 1994, radio broadcast streamed over the web. First 24-hour internet-only radio station begins operation. 2001, first satellite radio service begins. 2004, introduction of digital AM and FM broadcast signals gives consumers more program choices. There is a new term coined for the internet delivery of radio-style content podcasting. So here we are, podcast. 2007, internet radio grows in popularity with 57 million weekly listeners. 2012, four in 10 Americans listen to online radio for nearly 10 hours a week. And here, 17% of cell phone owners have listened to online radio from a cell phone connected to a car stereo. A voice broadcast over the radio travels at 700 miles per hour. Wow, faster than your small jet or small plane. It can be heard 13,000 miles away, sooner than it can be heard at the back of the room where it originated. There are approximately 14,000 865 radio stations currently operating in the United States alone. 15% of people in the United States download TV shows from the internet, and there are approximately 60 different radio station formats. Now, let's look at some crazy fun facts about radio, because, you know, that's radio. It's kind of wacky, and lots of weird things happen, and it doesn't matter if it's about the technology or if it's about the DJ or the songs. It's such weird things. WLW is the most powerful radio station in history. Literally, the most powerful radio station in history is Cincinnati's WLW. We don't mean powerful in the influential sense, although the station is very influential. It's powerful as in the station broadcasts at 700 kilohertz. At some point in the 1930s, the station's radio wave was 500 kilowatts radiated power. Okay, that's pretty powerful. Think getting songs stuck in your head is bad. Try having songs stuck in your furniture. During the 30s, those in the vicinity of WLW's transmitter could hear the audio in their pans, pots, and mattresses. WLW is actually still around today and is now owned by iHeartMedia. Wow, that's kind of amazing, isn't it? So your radio's upstairs, but you can maybe hear the DJ in your pan or your pot while you're cooking. Quite interesting. That could work today, too, maybe. You can thank Wheaties for radio jingles. So, as we said earlier, the first radio jingle in history was meant for a Wheaties commercial. According to General Mills, the world's first singing commercial was performed on Christmas Eve in 1926. Over the radio, four male barbershop quartet-esque singers beautifully sang, Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole with all the brand. Something like that. It took a sinking ship to normalize overseas radio. So the sinking of the Titanic in 1912 mandated the use of radio at sea. Not that there was no radio system on the Titanic. The radio system on the ship saved lives. During the sinking, sailors used the radio to reach out to the nearby ship and rescue passengers. The disaster would eventually play a part in the creation of the Radio Act of 1912. The Eiffel Tower is basically one big radio antenna. 
It wasn't created to be a radio antenna, but over the years, the famous Parisian landmark engineered by Gustave Eiffel has had a few uses in radio. The first public radio broadcasts were done at the top of the Eiffel Tower by radio scientists. Lee de Forest is viewed as the father of radio broadcast. Being an opportunist, he took a break from his honeymoon in 1908 and climbed the landmark to broadcast a selection of music to the Parisian suburb. He's basically the first radio DJ. Wow. Imagine nowadays you're on your honeymoon and you say, I'll be back in an hour or two, honey. I just have to climb the Eiffel Tower and, you know, release my podcast or release my um, radio show. Yeah, she'd be looking at you like, what? Get back here. The Eiffel Tower was meant to be removed after 20 years. However, it survived because the military saw its value as a radio tower to intercept crucial military transmissions during World War One. Listeners could download video games from radio in the 1980s. As the 1980s rolled around and computers were becoming the rage, engineers at the NOS, a Dutch broadcasting organization, made a cool discovery. Since both computer programs and video games were stored on audio cassettes, it was possible to transmit data across the radio, recorded onto a cassette and later played on your computer. This led to radio broadcasts specifically designed to allow people to download free video games for their computer. Although the layperson probably thought the transmission was just random screeching and beeping. Can you imagine that now? Mom, I want a new game. Yes, let's download it from the radio station or, you know, it's just, it wouldn't make sense. Radio waves go on forever and are even emitted by planets. There's more science to radio waves than you might think. Researchers have discovered two interesting facts about them. First, it is believed that they will continue to travel forever unless something absorbs them. If that is the case, and if there are more life forms in other parts of the universe besides planet Earth, then other planets may have heard our radio waves. Okay, so maybe Atlantic 252 is being heard right now in another galaxy. What kind of stuff is this? Who are these people? Strange people. Speaking of planets, other planets are able to emit radio waves. So, so can other things floating in space. In 1932, experts revealed astronomical objects emit radio waves. A system has been established that makes it possible to produce pictures from radio waves. Astronomers are using radio telescopes to study radio waves emitted not only from planets, but also from specks of dust, gas, clouds, stars, comets, and other galaxies. Who knows? You may have radio waves from Mars floating through your head right now. Wow. Maybe they have better radio than us. Maybe worse. Who knows? Speaking of space radio waves, NASA has its own radio station. It's called Third Rock Radio, and it only plays alternative rock music. You can check it out. Is that Third Rock Radio as a result of the show, or is the show as a result of this? Who knows? If that show does deal with aliens. 164 songs were banned from the radio after 9-11. So after the terrorist attacks that destroyed the Twin Towers in New York City, media companies sent memos to thousands of radio stations across the country. The memos contained a list of songs they viewed to be lyrically questionable since Americans were grieving. The list contained 164 suggested songs, including ACDC's Highway to Hell, The Bangles' Walk Like an Egyptian, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by The Beatles, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, Tom Petty's Free Fallen, Ooh, Disco Inferno by The Tramps, and Jump by Van Halen. Additionally, every Rage Against the Machine song was to be banned. Oh, poor Rage Against the Machine. That is crazy. I never knew that fact at all. So that is censorship. Don't, don't offend the people. Stevie Nicks found her vocal double through a radio mistake. This is really interesting, this one. So, in 1978, a radio station mistakenly played Atlanta Rhythm section song Imaginary Lover at the wrong RPM, revolutions per minute. 45 RPM instead of the original slower 33. This made the sped-up vocals sound like they came from Stevie Nicks. Consequently, the station received several calls about the new Fleetwood Mac song. Stevie eventually heard about the mistake and decided to do a little test on her bandmates. She played the record at an increased speed for them, and they actually believed it was her singing. So, you can listen to the original song, Atlanta Rhythm Section, um, increased to 45pm, have a look for it on YouTube, and you really can't tell the difference between Nicks and the original singer. I've listened to it, and it's quite similar. Okay, so... Radio fun facts. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, so some questions people have about radio. The first radio station in America was KDKA, who was issued the first ever license on October 27, 1920. How much was a radio in the 1920s? A typical radio cost about $150 in America. The longest running radio show is, what is it? Well, we know the longest running chat show is, is the Late Late Show. 
far as I'm aware. So the longest running radio program is the Grand Old Opry, and it's broadcast on WSM Radio in Nashville. Since the 28th of November 1925, a total of 79 years. So it's a weekly country music program which goes out on Saturday nights. So it began its life as WSM Barn Dance um, in the fifth floor radio station of the National Life and Accident Insurance Company in Nashville. So that's quite interesting because we've seen, obviously, Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash and these people appear on the Grand Ole Opry, but I didn't know it was the longest ever radio program, longest running. What was the first song ever on radio? So on Christmas Eve 1906, Fessenden used a synchronous rotary spark transmitter for the first radio program broadcast from Ocean Bluff, Brant Rock, Massachusetts. Ships at Sea heard a broadcast that included Fessenden playing O Holy Night on the violin and reading a passage from the Bible. Wow, how would that work nowadays if you were playing the violin and reading a passage from a book or a Bible? Okay, so that's quite interesting. Um, we'll come back to more interesting facts about the radio in a second, but I want to talk about some, you know, an important part of radio, which is songs. We've all heard that song, you know, and we go, oh my God, who's that? It's amazing. And you know, the old thing is people say, oh, have you heard this new song? And people aren't interested. But then when they hear it themselves, they go back to that other person and say, have you heard this new song? And they say, I told you about that. Ah, fuck you. All these kind of things. So people are always angry because they're like, that's my song. I found that first. And now you're claiming it to be your own. So some famous radio songs. Well, of course, you know, um, we have David Gray, Late Night Radio. We have The Coors Radio. Video Kill the Radio Star by Buggles, very famous song. Well, let's, let's have a look at some other ones and, you know, other famous ones that have references to radio and some of the stories behind them. So the Smiths panic on April 26, 1986. The number four reactor at the Chernobyl power plant melted down, resulting in the worst nuclear accident in history. According to lore, Morrissey and Marr heard BBC afternoon DJ Stephen Wright, someone Morrissey already disliked, break the news, after which he played I'm Your Man by Wham, which struck Morrissey as insensitive, stupid, and completely incongruent with the seriousness of the situation. Morrissey went home and committed these lines to paper, hang the DJ, and burn down the disco. By July 21st, 1986, it was in the stores. There you go. Interesting how people can have a reaction to some DJs and their insensitivity. <laughs> Poor DJ Stephen Wright. He was probably like, was that song about me? Queen, Radio Gaga. So this is written by drummer Roger Taylor. It's it's a hymn to the radio generation of the 50s. Um, and that's ironic, really, as Queen were one of the bands that heralded the video age with their clip for Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, so amazing video, of course. But well, that's uh, quite interesting. Blur, this is a low. So the lyric and the radio says this is a low. So it's a song all about the wonder of the shipping forecast on Radio 4. So we've all heard the shipping forecast years and years ago as we were growing up. And people would say Mizzenhead to Mallonhead on Irish radio and the same in the UK. So This Is a Low is one of Blur's most triumphant moments as Alburn's lyrics trek the British Isles. Okay. The Beatles, I am the walrus. I am the Eggman, I am the walrus. While some songs attack or praise the radio directly, Lennon's I am the walrus uses the medium itself in the song. During the recording of the track... Extracts of a BBC production of King Lear can be heard from an AM radio. It's believed that this just happened to be playing on the radio at the time when Lennon was fiddling with it. Wow. So it's kind of like a weird story and weird things happen sometimes and they're preserved through the, you know, the annals of music through the years. Very famous song, Bob Seger's Rosalie. So through the 60s and early 70s, one of the most important radio stations in the world was CKLW in Windsor, otherwise known as the Big Eight. With a 50,000 watt signal blasting from the center of the continent, the station could be heard across several provinces and dozens of states. Not only was it the number one top 40 station in Windsor, but also in Detroit and even in Toledo, not Toledo, I think, and Cleveland. With that kind of reach, getting a record added to the Big Eight's playlist could set you on the way to stardom. So a Detroit singer named Bob Seeger knew this, but try as he might, he couldn't get the station to add any of his records. Desperate for attention, he tried the direct approach. Side one of his 1973 album, Back In 72, featured a song entitled Rosalie, which was an appeal to CKLW's music director, Rosalie Trembley. Thin Lizzy recorded the cover in 1975 and included on their Live and Dangerous album in 1978. That version became a hit single in the UK. So did Seeger's flattery work? No. It will be several more years before one of his singles made it on the big eight. So let's look at the most played songs on radio. What do you think it is? Well, here we go. We'll do 20 of them. Uh, sometimes you'll hear me say, actually, there's two artists. So 
These are including all of the artists, you know, the, who had versions of it. Number 20, When a Man Loves a Woman, Percy Sledge, Michael Bolton. Your Song by Elton John. Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2, Pink Floyd. Number 17, Stand By Me, Benny King, John Lennon. Number 16, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Otis Redding. Number 15, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Simon and Garfunkel, Aretha Franklin. Number 14, Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money with Ronnie Spector. Number 13, Act Naturally, Book Owens, The Beatles. Number 12, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Tears for Fears. Really good song. Number 11, You're Still the One, Shania Twain. Number 10, You Really Got Me, The Kinks and then Van Halen. Number 9, Every Little Thing She Does is Magic, The Police. Number 8, Baby I Need Your Loving, Four Tops and then Johnny Rivers. Layla, Derek and the Dominoes. Number 6, You've Lost That Love and Feeling, The Righteous Brothers, Hall and Oates. Number 5, Yesterday, The Beatles and then Ray Charles. Number 4, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton. Number three, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, The Rolling Stones. Number two, Brown Eyed Girl, Van Morrison. And the number one song played on radio is Every Breath You Take by The Police. And they all have different numbers, you know, from two million to whatever. But Every Breath You Take has been played 15 million times. And sometimes people say, oh, but that's nothing compared to the streaming now. But it's a different idea. You know, it's it's different radios, different because songs are streamed at a much faster rate on, you know, Spotify and others. So there you go. Most played songs on the radio. Okay, so um, we're speaking to Tracy Lee and Nail Mahoney very shortly. But before we do that, I just want to talk about some of the mysterious radio stations that broadcasted secret messages. So here's one that's quite interesting. The chair is against the wall and John has a long moustache. These were two phrases repeated twice through a radio broadcast in the popular scene of the 1984 cult classic Red Dawn. Patrick Swayze was in this movie. These phrases were inspired by the real broadcast sent to bands of Allied resistance fighters, including the special operations executive, who heard the coded messages signaling the cancellation or final orders of a sabotage mission during World War II. Okay, that's quite interesting how radio stations use those signals, because obviously in war, the military use radio. So why not if the radio stations can do it too? Buy radio. So while radio stations can reach a wide audience in a deniable area, spies also use mobile transmission devices such as shortwave radios. One of the most famous instances employing shortwave radios was in the case of Ana Montes, the former senior analyst of the Defense Intelligence Agency, who spied against the United States beginning in the 1980s. She was out as a traitor and is considered one of the most damaging double agents in U.S. history. The then 44-year-old Cuban spy was smart, memorizing details for classified documents in her head. She then transferred the materials onto her laptop at home, copied them onto an encrypted floppy disk, and arranged dead drops with her Cuban handlers. The double agent tuned her Sony shortwave radio to AM frequency 7887 kHz and followed instructions spoken in Spanish. She used a one-time pad to decode the numbers into a message. Monte was DIA's top analyst in Cuba, and for 17 years, she deliberately informed Cuban intelligence with priceless and crippling information, including the presence of U.S. Army Special Forces in Latin America and the identities of American intelligence officers working in Cuba. Ten days after 9-11, she was arrested and sentenced to 25 years in prison. So here's her with our little shortwave radio. Okay, the buzzer. I've, I never heard about this, but as I was researching, I came across this. The Buzzer is an unclaimed radio station formerly located in a swampland near St. Petersburg, Russia. Tuned to radio frequency 4625 kHz, the station broadcasts a buzzing sound 24 hours a day and seven days a week since the 1970s. The monotonous buzzing sounds are interrupted once or twice a week by a man's voice. Conspiracy theorists and radio enthusiasts hypothesize whether the radio station was once a Russian military communication center used to deliver messages to bases or field operatives under a monolith format, a code word for the recipient, a five-digit group, followed by another code word. Okay, so this is an interesting one, the buzzer. So if you want to check it out, radio frequency 4625 kilohertz. Okay, so lots of uh, really interesting stuff about radio. The more you delve into it, there's so much to find out, you know, and, and we take radio for granted, you know, we listen to it day in, day out, and people don't realize that a lot of technology we use today actually came, you know, beforehand and it had a military use. And of course, radio, shortwave radio, ham radio, all of these things, two-way radio, they all originated really from, you know, advancements in technology and um, the military used them. 
a lot. So they're kind of passed on to us then in a lot of the cases. Okay, so we're going to move on and we're going to speak to our two special guests about radio. So let's talk about Tracy Lee. So Tracy Lee is a radio presenter in UK, Ireland and Malta, beginning her career in 1987. She has hosted ratings winning national radio shows on Today FM in Ireland, as well as XFM in Malta. Tracy is a multi-award winning audio producer, radio and advertising production manager for her work at Southeast Radio. She's the winner of national radio awards for production, voiceovers and scriptwriting. Produced work for TV in Ireland, UK and Malta. Tracy now coaches presenters worldwide, lectures, CDETB, is a a voiceover artist and speaker at events including the European Radio Show, Paris and International Radio Festival, Malta. Tracy created Radio Star, the only international radio talent search in 2016, now in its third year. She also presented her weekly radio show, Jazzing It Up on Unite DJs, number two in Mixcloud Jazz Charts. And Nails Mahoney will be joining Tracy. Nails has worked in radio and TV in Ireland, the UK and Canada, hosting all day parts in major markets such as Dublin, Toronto and Vancouver. 98 FM, Atlantic 252, 4 FM, Today FM, RT2 FM, Q102, Q107, Toronto, Z95, Vancouver, Jack FM, Oxford. By the long list there, Nails. Nails had the most listened to radio show in Ireland and held the number one spot for eight years. His audio has also aired regularly on the BBC. Since 2007, on-air coach has coached over 3,000 presenters in Ireland, the UK, Europe, United Arab Emirates, Canada, South Africa and Asia. Nails is an industry conference speaker for TEDx, Next Radio UK, European Radio Show Paris and International Radio Festival Malta, voiceover. He is the co-creator of Radio Star, the only international radio talenter. He recently presented the Afternoon Gold radio show every Sunday on RT Gold and on United DJs with his Bebop Gold show. So, Tracy and Nails, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Nails Mahoney and Tracy Lee from On Air Coaching. How's it going, man? Hi, Simon. Good. Where are you guys at the moment in the world? We're, we're in a little room in, a, in the bottom of a building. Now we're in Malta. That's where we are at the moment. Wow. Am I rising saying you're in Gozo? No. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's where we're based. Yeah, yeah that's right. The, the little island south Malta of here. Malta is a yeah. small island, but yeah. Gozo is... <laughs> A lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, think, of your, think of your big toenail and your little toenail. You pretty much got the idea. <laughs> I've been in Malta, but not in Goza. But Malta is a lovely place. Yeah, it's a nice spot. Look, it's like anywhere, you, you know, from, from living abroad, you are where you are and it is what it is. You just get on with your day, don't you? So it's nice. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. Yeah, well, that's the great thing we, we were speaking before we kind of came on there about how you can be anywhere now and do the job, get the job done. That's and right. also you can meet so many new people over the web and everything. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Especially when you're a cheap you state like me. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. Exactly. Work. I that. <laughs> well, here's the thing, isn't it? You have to just save the pennies, you know, because nowadays, like there's so much going on and budgets are just climbing through the roof and you just don't if you can save money and get the job done that's what you want yeah of course and, and i mean you have your own setup you, you know you're cozy in your own little studio or whatever you have set up in, in your home and that's always nice as well if you're ever doing work with people or if you're online with people you're, you're, you're literally in your living room pretty much because you spend so much time in that workspace you can leave your pajama buttons on speak for yourself dear yeah that's me sometimes i you know i'm wearing a nice <laughs> shirt and i have my painting tracksuit on <laughs> Oh, I insist on full suit and tie, full suit tuxedo. Oh, yes. That's not even for the video ones. And your bunny slippers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and, and the, the bunny slippers. Bunny right. slippers. <laughs> Don't forget the bunny slippers. The bunny not slippers. A, professional. I imagine, Nails, you have a Hugh Hefner kind of silk robe, maybe, no? Oh, is that what you imagine, Simon? Well, thanks for that. Yeah, I appreciate that visual there. Yes, keep imagining that now, Simon. Keep imagining. Although I know you probably wanted the pipe, too, but it was hard to pronounce words properly with the pipe in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't do much for your broadcasting career having a pipe stuck in your gob, does no, it? No, no, no. <laughs> so tell me, guys, you're having tremendous success with your on-air coaching and with your radio star competitions. So before we kind of talk about radio and how it's impacted your lives and everything, tell us a little about the current state of, you know, the on-air coaching. We started doing this in 2007. So what are we on? 15 years of mm, this now. 15. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, it came about because... Individually, and as it turned out, uh, at the same time, we were, we were getting approached by people in radio. As you do, if you're in radio for a certain amount of time, new people ask you for advice, right? That's just the way it works. It doesn't matter who you are. 
I actually really enjoyed giving advice. I don't know why. I like shouting my mouth off. Funny that, eh? In the broadcaster. But it turned out some of it was okay. So I thought to myself <laughs> in 2007, I'm going to see if I can get anything out of this. So I, I hired the Guinness Storehouse. Can you believe? The biggest room. that I know. The biggest room in the Guinness Storehouse. Wow. And it's, it's seated like 50 people or so. And I thought, right, I'm going to try and fill this and see if I can. It cost me too much money at the time. I thought, if it, this doesn't work. I'm broke. Like, I'm remortgaging the house. Fortunately, we filled it up. So we were able to then think to ourselves, right, this has actually got something. There's something to this. And it moved on from there into one-on-one coaching. It's gone through lots of different transitions. Right now, what we do is we do courses. We do mostly online courses with new presenters and then established presenters. Like we, 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 we and coach. And even voiceover. Voiceover, that's right. As well, yeah. if, they, if they want to um, do something on the side, because it's always really good for anyone getting into radio to have all those tools on their belt, just in case they lose the job in radio. They've got the voiceover career. They've got the production career then, you know. So we do those kind of bits and pieces as well. And it sounds weird doing all that on Zoom, or you know, but it is actually possible. It's actually sometimes better uh, doing it over uh, like a video streaming service. Sometimes it's way better. Yeah. I always remember, you know, listening to yourself, Nails, and I've heard you, Tracy, on the radio as well before. And, you know, my my takeaway from, especially, you know, Irish radio, there was always like, Mary's on Still Organ Road. You know, there's always the car. <laughs> and, was that you? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't recognize the voice. <laughs> you, actually. Yeah, I don't know which one of you it was. But that that's the thing, isn't it? Because radio... Uh, changes a lot, but still stays the same. And when it comes to the voiceover ads and everything, um, they don't want to change the format too much because it works, doesn't it? Well, you're right about radio changes, but stays the same. We always say radio is is very easy. Everybody's just tried to make it more complicated than it needs to be. It's one person talking to another person, right? That's all it is. And at the end of the day, it's all about connection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's connecting one person with another person. And it's your best way of connecting with that person, whether it's if you've got a really good personality and you think that's going to work, then use that. And so our job as coaches is to get somebody and go, okay, what have they got? What potential have they got to actually connect with that listener? Yes. That's exactly what we do. Every single person we coach is unique. They're, they're different from the last one. Sometimes we'll find, we'll get an air check from someone that say, have a listen to this. What do you think? Can we do some coaching? We listen and we go, oh my God, this guy's actually great. There's nothing we can do here. And then we listen again. Yeah. And we listen again. Oh, and, we go, and the best, ah, the best Now there's thing. something in here. We're trying to, yes. trying to get their personality out. Yeah. But the best thing is when we find somebody that has something completely different and new that we have, have never heard before. And we go, that, that is going to sound amazing on radio. We just want to get that person out there and show what they can do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. We got excited. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Because it doesn't matter if it's music or TV or, you know, radio. There are some people who are born naturals and have that voice, have that presence and that charisma. And maybe off mic, they're not as uh, extroverted, but you put them in front of the mic and things can change in an instant. 100%. And most radio people you'll find are like that. And you've nailed it. Most radio people are fairly quiet. They're yeah. fairly into their own thing, and they, 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 you know they, they're not into the mad big crowds. But you're right; stick them behind that microphone, and this new person emerges. Really, to see it, especially with someone new who's never really done radio before, and we don't work with a lot of people who've never done radio before. But when they show up, it's amazing to hear them become something mm. else. That that inner voice that they have, and also if you're not funny in real life, don't try to be funny on the radio because. The thing is, the listener, because your senses um, open up even more because you can't see, your hearing is like really powerful and you spot a fake a mile away. You know that they're they're faking it. It's it's not funny. So the the main thing is, if you are starting off on radio, you have to be yourself. A radio version. Yeah, a radio version of yourself. I mean, you can't just just be yourself on radio, but, you know, it it takes practice. Yes, it's exactly what it is. It was Robin Banks that we were working with before. And Robin always has this uh, take on be yourself in the radio. He says, he says to so, he says, do you swear? Do you curse? The person goes, yeah, I curse. Do you curse in the radio? No. Well, then you're not being yourself, are you? So who are you? And it's a very simple way of breaking it down. It's a character, isn't it, too? You're spot on, Simon. You're a character. You're a version of you. Yeah. Actually, you're the, the version you want to That's be. That's actually one of the labels we got last year. A radio. We have radio personality, yeah. radio jockey, radio, radio host, radio presenter. Radio character was one that yeah. came up last year. And I thought, that's actually a really good, um, you know, description of a radio personality on air. 
So we're an RC now. An RC. I like it. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like you have the MC and the RC. But, you know, I suppose there are some DJs, you know, who are like really go to town on it. And there's others that are very calm and deliver the message. And I mean, we've seen over the years, whether it be Jerry Ryan or Dave Fanning, these people have different personas and different ways of delivering it. But for each listener, they deliver a different kind of message. And at different times during the day, maybe you need that different mood don't you? A hundred percent. And as we're always saying, I mean, because it's Tracy says you can't see radio, obviously. Well, you can now if you want, but strictly speaking, it's an audio medium only. And you're putting pictures in the person's yeah, head. Your, your senses are heightened more. Yeah. So if I say, hearing. you know, I was driving in my car the other day down to the shops, it's hard for you to see it. But if I say to you, you know, when you're in your car and you're driving on the main road, you see your car, mm. you see your road. So it becomes more personal to you. So you're putting those pictures in your listener's head and that brings radio alive because you know the way they say radio is one person speaking to another person and you're only speaking to one. That's that's why it works. Because you could have a thousand people listening and they've got a thousand different pictures going on in their heads. And that's why it's so bloody personal. That's why it's so special. Can't do that on TV. There's a picture of a car. Okay, I see it. You say car to a thousand people, they've all seen a different car. And that's why it's so personal. That's why it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yes, and, and the reason yes. we say be yourself as well is because when you're yourself, more people like you. And that's what we aim for when we're on air. We, we want people to like us because we like them. <laughs> That's the beauty of kind of any kind of character, whether it be an actor or a singer or yeah. somebody on stage or on the radio. Not everyone might like you. But the thing is, it's like that thing I've heard there recently where they were looking at some TV shows and they were talking about removing the laughter track. But then a lot of people said, oh, I don't like the laughter track. It's very fake. But then in the end, when they took it away, their listenership went down. Those people who were actually didn't like it, oh. uh, they had a better impression of the show when it was there. So it's like something that's kind of like Bovril or, or something you love to hate or, <laughs> you know, Marmite. Marmite. Yeah. Marmite. Yeah. That's it, Marmite. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. So it's like Marmite because in those shows, you need the laughter track to make people laugh, even though it's very artificial. So the thing about radio is if everybody said, if someone said, I don't want to be more extrovert, I want to be just myself, maybe it's not enough for that show. Yeah, correct. Uh, and again, you're right. It depends on the person, depends on the station, depends on the market, depends on the time of day. There are lots of factors to build in. I mean, I'm one to talk. I changed personalities every bloody week when I was on the radio. I never know who I was because it depended <laughs> on my mood. And I didn't have that um, strict ability to, to nail it down who I was exactly. So I really admire people who have one character on air. And I'm learning, we both learn this, but I especially learned this from people we coach. I'm in awe of people who go, this is who I am, and that's all I'm going to be. I'm like, wow, you can actually stick to that. That's incredible, because I could never do that. If it's schizophrenic, I suppose, in one way. But, but it's also the multiple personality thing that a lot of radio presenters have, right? Yeah, We've got yeah. lots going on in there. And, and that's why I love radio stars so much, because we have the opportunity to hear all these different entries and personalities coming through to us. And it's like, at the start, Simon, we're like, oh, they, they could win it. They could win it. Oh, that person's amazing. And it's just, it's, it's like kids in the candy shop because we love radio so much. And this is the beauty about radio because now, obviously, you know, in the world of radio, podcasts are kind of a challenge to radio, but not directly. It's, they're kind of an add-on. But, you know, people might say, oh, I don't listen to radio so much now. I listen more to podcasts. But I think radio will always survive because it's a different kind of outlet because you're doing a live show. There might be a delay yeah. or something if someone lets an owl fucker or whatever out, you know. But the truth is that on radio, it's more of a real thing. I'm a podcaster, but I know I can fix things in the mix or I can, you know, take out a word or whatever. So yeah. it's a different thing. That's right. There are also very different ways of communicating, ways of presenting because we're recorded. You can, as you say, you can edit. Mm, yeah. And that mic goes up live. It's a different world. You know, the adrenaline's pumping. Yes. You get one go and you know your audience is there right now. They're there right now. And that's a yeah. big difference. And also they react yes. right now. If you do something right, if you do, so, if you do something wrong, they will react right now. And you have to watch your mouth more on, <laughs> on radio. You've got to watch what you say. I know when I cursed they were like, oh no, no, I can't do that. But that's the beauty. I can unleash those words sometimes. Yep. Yes, on a podcast. I try to do it like the Queen would curse, occasionally. Yeah, I agree. Know? And and sometimes we listen to, I mean, listen to Joe Rogan, for example, the obvious one. Yeah. With the swearing and that, but there's not a massive amount. No. He's, he's not effing and blinding like a crazy man. You can swear with style. Yes, he yeah. drops it in for effect and, and yeah, he does do it with 
style. You're right. I love his casual approach. And, you know, he's, he's, he's so well, likeable. You're doing it right. And Simon's exactly. doing it right now. You're, you're the Irish version. But you're just chatting. You're not trying to be something. I have to tell you that for me, it's always been just about being casual. You know, it's more like a chat. Yeah. But unfortunately, it bites me in the ass sometimes because people do the interview and afterwards they say to me, I, I said too much. I was too honest there. And I was like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. And they were like, yeah, but it was too relaxed. I just let out too much. And then they say, can we take out that section? And I always say, yeah, you know exactly what you're doing. You're sneaking yeah. down. No, but, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always say? I don't ask the question. I lead them into the answer. Yeah, that's right. If we start crying by the end of this thing, you're in big trouble. <laughs> then, I didn't mean to do it when I was seven. <laughs> You'll be like, I don't know, is that a therapy session or was that a podcast? <laughs> It's like we were watching Gay Byrne recently and, and one of the um one of the old ones that he did in, in I think the nineties and somebody said somebody went on and said, I've been warned about you because you get things out of people yeah. and they don't even realise you're doing it because you have that charm about you. And of course gay says, Oh, I don't yes. know what you mean. Of course. <laughs> just a, a, a normal guy. Yeah, I think what it is, that's the thing about the different mediums of chat and, you know, TV, radio, podcast, whatever. There are different styles of interviewers and some yeah. some chat shows are not like interviews and on radio, some interviews are really like interviews where you kind of see the person is... Um, maybe doesn't want to be there and they're doing a, a publicity thing. And I mean, I've done one or two podcasts where I know from the get-go the person is a bit reluctant to talk or they're afraid. They're thinking in their head, I'm not going to answer those kind of questions. Or, But I just say at the beginning, look, there's going to be no bullshit questions. You have control and whatever. And it just, they just relax then. And yeah. then they kind of fall into it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, for me, that's what I want. That's what I want the show to be, that they can be themselves and um, would still be entertaining. Yes, yes. Well, that's actually another art as well, making your guest feel comfortable because it's, a, it's. I mean, you do this once a week. People do a radio show every day. They're in the, they're in the room. Yeah. The guest isn't. This is new to them. So they, they're kind of, they're in un, uncharted territory. They may have done podcast interviews or radio interviews before, but not in your studio, not in your building. So helping them feel comfortable is very important as well. And that, especially on air, but off air beforehand, yeah, but especially on air. I used to do a, um, a show in Toronto a few years back. And part of the gig was filling in on the morning show. The two guys that were on, um, producer and the co-host, the show would start at 5.30. I, I walk in and the guy who produced it was sitting behind the desk opposite me. And before we went live on air, he'd shake hands with everybody and go, OK, guys, here we go. Have a great show. Good luck, everybody. And I, I remember thinking to myself, that is class. What a way to start the show. Just get that bond together. Touch the skin. Okay, everybody, here we go. Big shake of the hands. It and makes that, a difference, doesn't it? And for me, like a team, who's filling in on a morning show in a big bloody market. So I'm kind of going, oh, crap. Can, you know, am I going to, am I going to yeah. fall on my face or can I do this? That helped me settle in really nicely. So fair play to him. Little things like that are great. Yeah. Can I ask you guys then, in the world of radio right now, I mean, when you look at a lot of DJs and obviously a lot of your clientele and, you know, people you help, go on Radio Star and the on-air coaching. There's a lot of younger people. So the thing that I want to know is that they always say it's very hard to get rid of the older DJ because they stay in those jobs forever. So is there is there work for all these younger people now or are, are the older DJs retiring earlier? Well, if, see, if we were just answering for Ireland, then there'd be a different answer. But yeah. because we're global, we, we deal with our, our main, main markets. I don't like the word markets, but the, 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 the bulk of people we work with come from Ireland, the UK and Canada. Um, after that, it'd be Australia, New Zealand. So in those other markets, I would say North America and Australia, New Zealand, the answer would be, oh, listen, man, there's so many jobs you wouldn't believe it. It's incredible. In Ireland, I get it. It's, it's a smaller, smaller market. Okay. There are less openings, but there are openings. It's about how you connect yeah. with people. And, and that's where we come in as well. We we have kind of like a system in place where we help people connect. And because we've built up such a big network over the last 15 years, we have those connections that we can connect people. We can say, you know, we got this talent here. They're really good. You know, if there's an available position, send me your way. On Radio Star, we had 250 program directors in constant touch back and forth with us about the competitors. That means if you come to us for Radio Star, for example, you will be heard by 250 program directors. Now, are there jobs? Will one of those be interested in you? A radio star winner from 2020, Alice Vickery, she got into BBC Cornwall because a radio star. Okay. Because they've seen her advertising herself as a um, top five competitor. 
in the competition in her local newspaper. She got onto BBC Radio Cornwall. Now she's left there and she's working for BFBS. So she's she's traveling around. She's I think she's going to Cyprus and Germany. This job can take her anywhere. Well, you had a very good point there, Tracy. And the fact that she got noticed in a local paper, she wrote the local paper, she wrote the article, did the little interview. That's how you work it you nowadays. You have to put in the work. Wow. Yes. Correct. But yes. sending the demo in and waiting by the emails to come in, it, that ain't going to do it. They're not going to. They're not emailing you back. It's self promotion. They're not doing that anymore. You can bring the horse to the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can give the horse headphones and say, yeah. "Do that show." Go horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. They have to put in the work. Yeah, and that's the thing. I imagine for lots of people who want to be on air, you know, I, I suppose a lot of them are thinking, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll never get onto the radio. I'll never get onto Gob FM. I'll never get onto, you know, 98 FM. So I'll start my own podcast or whatever. So people are probably putting themselves into yeah. those positions yeah. through other ways. I mean, other avenues, no? I totally agree. And listen, isn't it, isn't it a great position to be in? I yeah. mean, when we were starting out, you, you had to depend on FM. Look, if you weren't on the radio, you weren't on the bloody radio. Yeah. We'd be pirates and everything. Yeah. But if you couldn't get on one, you didn't get on one. You didn't have the ability to plug in a computer, stick a mic in, start talking, recording it, and sending it out to the world. The only danger with that is we've it's it's like we used to say about Instagram. Everybody became a photographer with podcasting and with, with yeah, because everybody has a microphone on the phone. Now everybody's a radio presenter or an announcer, and it, it's not the case as we well know. It takes there's a skill, there's a craft. You hear somebody doing it well you think that's pretty simple you hear someone doing it really badly you go oh no bloody hell that's not so easy after all is it so if you're going to do it look after yourself on it don't just put anything out because you think you can get opinions from people we're not talking about us get get feedback from anybody your friends family neighbors it doesn't matter get somebody's feedback because they're all listeners they know and the listeners ear is so well tuned we've been listening to radio and audio all our lives we know good from bad your, your next door neighbor knows good from bad. They're an expert. They're expert listeners. Yes. They listen every day. They've been doing it all the time. So ask them what they think and ask them to be honest. And if they say, listen, it's crap, then take, take their word for it. Yeah, because we have this thing, every one of us, it's this personal bias, you know, and we always think, oh, yeah, like, for example, you could write a song and you think, this is a really good song. But the more you listen to it, the more you think it's brilliant. And then someone can say, it's only OK. It's good, but it's only OK. So... I imagine there's a lot of people who imagine they could be great radio DJs, but maybe they only have 50% of it and maybe they can learn the rest. But it's it's quite a difficult thing because you have to have the natural ability, but you also have to be able to learn and be able to take criticism, don't you? It's essential. All all that, yes, Simon, that's exactly it. Back in the black and white days, I used to do stand-up comedy when I was in college. Funny man, Miles. <laughs> Not really, but taking. Uh, am I still doing it? There's your answer. But uh, the point is, you'd write a joke, you'd write a line, right, and you you cry laughing at your at your genius. Go, oh, that's hilarious! It's hilarious. And then you go over and over and over it again. After about the tenth or fifteenth time, you stop laughing and you go, "Is this even funny?" <laughs> yes. You don't even know because, as you say, you're you're overanalyzing, you're overthinking. You need somebody else, and that's either your friend or the bloody audience that you stand in front of. They'll tell you quickly, but. You're right. You need to you need to, to look into yourself and see what is it that I do well? What is it that I have that, that no one else has, if possible? It's great when you hear somebody who's only starting off in radio or hasn't even been on the air yet. And you go through the weeks of coaching with them and you start seeing they, they, they're really enjoying doing radio. And, and we get them to do like live links for us. And they say, God, I felt so good after they're pumped after the session because they just want to get on the radio. Yes. And it's just watching that progression, hearing that progression of how someone can go from new to, you know, really being good at this. And it, it just takes a little bit. You have to look at you and what you can do, your ability, your personality. Yes, I think, yeah, all of those things are really important. And, you know, it is a, it's a form of performance because, you know, it's like somebody going on stage to do comedy or to sing. They get that, you know, rush of adrenaline and they feel it. And then afterwards, you know, the the dopamine and everything is still there for an hour or so. So I can imagine for radio shows like that, especially, yeah. you know, you see a lot of these radio shows now where there is the team, like Neil said, where everybody bonds a little at the beginning and then they have a wonderful show. That's such a rush of adrenaline and it's like a, a performance at Wembley. Late night shows are the worst when we used to do them. You get in at one in the morning and you fall asleep about 4 a.m. because you're still going, wow, 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 wow. I, remember, <laughs> I, I, I was doing a show on, on Today FM, the 90s show on Today FM and... Uh, 
um, I remember I was doing that for five years, but I come home. I had two small little girls at the time under the age of five. And I'd, I'd be buzzing when I come home to my mother's in, in Dublin. I was staying in Dublin at the time. And, and I wake up in the morning to SpongeBob on the telly <laughs> at 8 a.m. And, and the two girls hopping on top of me, oh Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> so we had the late yeah. shows. It is because in that, I remember myself when I used to be always gigging and coming home at three in the morning. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, I'm going straight to bed, but you're still wired from gigging. Yes. So you're like, I'd make a cup of tea and I'd watch some TV and then I'd be like, oh, it's 4.30, I better go to I bed. I better go to bed. <laughs> I better. I, I won't sleep, but I better lie down. I, I better go to bed. So. Can I ask you guys then, for you, when you see like the future of radio, because now obviously, you know, I spoke with uh, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes was on the podcast. He still owes me a fiver, by the way, next time you're talking to him. I think I asked him for it. He said he'd never get it, you know. (laughs) But the thing is, we were talking about, you know, Sirius XM and all these radio stations. And and now there's a lot of... um, pre-recorded slots, you know, where they have hours of music at night and the DJ does all the pre-recorded slots. So can you see radio changing to make it more cost effective in the future? Well, it's a business, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's understandable. It is a business. However, I think a lot of radio networks, a lot of radio chains have used that as an excuse to cut back anyway. Mm. Oh, look, we have to cut back when it's, it's not always essential. The, the bottom line is that we fa- I've found this out over the years. You may or may not agree with me, Tracy, on this one. But I have found over the years <laughs> that, yeah, cutbacks in the short term keep the the station happy right the, the accounts look good we've, we've, yeah, we've saved yeah. 20 grand by getting rid of the late night guy brilliant three years later hang on nobody's listening late at night we're losing money here we can't advertise let's put somebody on late at night oh there's a good idea we'll pay them 20 grand oh that's a good idea and they go back to where they started it goes full circle because they realize yes short term you've saved 20 grand long term you've lost 60 over those three years yes because you're not getting any advertising so the short term view for me doesn't work out you have to play the long game we always say that to people who are looking for jobs. Hey, do you want to play the long game or the short game? The short game is probably not going to work. The long game, if you want to get a gig, will be your best bet. Develop relationships with people that, that hire. Um, nurture these these professional relationships. Get to know people. People hire other people that they know, that they like, and that they trust. You don't hire strangers. So if you fire off your demo and I've never heard of you, I'm not hiring you because I don't know who you are, unless you're the world's greatest job. I don't know who you are, but if I like you, if I know you and I trust you, there's a chat. I, we always say this. I've had eight full-time jobs in radio over the years, full-time. Uh, lots of bit, bits here and there, but eight full-time. Six of them I got because yeah. I knew the programmer. Six. Okay. Not because I was the greatest jock in the world. I was friends with the PD. And they went, oh, yeah, sure, come on in, we'll have a chat. Next thing you know, I've got the gig. It's networking. Networking, but not stalking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imagine Neil stalking the programmer outside RT or wherever it was. <laughs> I know where you live, Simon. I know where you live. <laughs> so that's the thing, isn't it, though? Because um, without mentioning a specific station or without mentioning specific names, obviously there was a little controversy in Ireland there a few weeks ago uh-huh. when uh, a certain DJ was released uh, after so many years and people are kind of like, wow, that's very cutthroat now mm. how that person could be just cast aside. So the end is pretty difficult. I mean, the end of these contracts, and I suppose a lot of people are freelancers even nowadays, but the end is quite difficult, isn't it, when the ties can be severed? There are easier and more secure ways to make a living, for sure. If you want security, don't know. Radio is not where you're going to get it. You may end up having a job for 30 years. You may do. But we don't get into radio to be secure. You don't do stand-up comedy to be secure. You don't become an actor to be secure. You do it because you have to. You have no choice. Mm. It's like my favorite writer... Murakami, Japanese writer, yeah. he says, uh, they asked him, why do you write? He says, I write because I have to. So I have no choice in the matter. So I can't not write. And it's the same with performance. You know, from even doing your gig, Simon, if you had to, if you had to go out there and do gigs five nights a week, you might go, oh, it's yeah. going to be tough. But you, you go, it's what I do. It's what I do. I think that's why people used to, you were saying earlier about the old guys hang on. Yeah, they do, because they absolutely bloody love it. It's your thing. It's your thing. They just adore going yeah. in. And, and take the likes of Pat Courtney, who we were listening to the other day. Pat, and Barry Dunn as well. And Barry Dunn. Yeah. I mean, these guys, in and out every yeah. single day, love it. And you can tell they're still learning. They're, they're on s- for decades. They're still creating. Yeah. They're still trying new things yeah. all the time. They're not just sitting there going, going yeah, whatever. It's 20 past two and here's the latest song. That's blah, it. Blah. It's about keeping fresh. Keeping fresh all the time. Doing what you do and building on that. We always say that about Barry Dunn. Listeners call him Baz, right? He never calls himself Baz. Ever. Yeah. Listeners do. 
they have a pet name for him because he's a certain place in their yeah. heart. He's, yeah. he's their friend. Baz is Baz on the radio. He's yeah. Barry Dunn, Baz. but they call him Baz. Yeah. And that says it all about who, what he's done. And you can't, you can't do that if you play the short game. That's playing the long game. I can imagine because, you know, I'm living in Alicante and I, I, I have been living in Madrid for the last eight years. But, you know, nothing gets my goat more than Spanish radio because the ads are so fast. I mean, <laughs> every, they speak so fast. And I mean, even if you if you understand it or not, it's not about that. It's the speed. They're like velociraptors of radio. They speak, they cram everything in. And I imagine they speed yeah. it up a little as well. So you guys obviously see this, you know, you're in Malta. You do radio all over the world, conferences and everything. So you see the styles and you see how much they try to cram into these ads and into these shows. So it must be very different everywhere. You did Brazil radio recently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, Brazil radio is so much fun. I love just listening to radio around the world. I'm fascinated yeah. by the different styles and, and everything, as, as you probably did when you first moved to Spain and you heard Spanish radio yes it's like the style to Irish radio and English radio is so different and this Brazil radio it's just like it's like having a fiesta on the air like <laughs> a carnival on the air it was just addictive to listen to there's an Italian station we pick up on FM in, in, in the kitchen if we, if we put the aerial up we'll pick it up right there are 15 yeah. people on the afternoon show 15 yeah. in the studio oh it's God. like what is That's going on oh I can't remember Italian or Sicilian station it's, yeah but yeah. it's bonkers. Wow. But again, can't understand a word they're saying, but boy, does it sound like fun. And there's another thing we've learned. People don't always remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And when we put them on, we have no idea what they're saying, but we know we feel yeah. good listening to them because they're in such a great mood. And that's very important. It's a culture thing too, isn't it? Because, you know, a tourist can be in a country and hear the radio and say, this is crazy. It's, you know, batshit. <laughs> and, but, but the thing about it is, for that culture, that's how they get their humor. Or that's how it's delivered. So that you just have to get used to that. 100%. Yeah, but there's a vibe about it. Even if you're listening and, and you know where it, where it comes from, as you said, like you, you as a listener, you'll kind of accept that that's, that's the way they do radio. And you can hear that happy vibe and you go, that's the way they are. That's the, the happy Italians on the radio in the morning. That's it. That's it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so let's talk, you know, a little about radio star so radio star you said uh tracy four years ago you kind of had the idea and it started from there tell us the process yeah 2018 um we were, we were getting lots of emails from people saying you know what i can't get noticed in radio i can't get a job no one's sending me any replies and, and one day i just thought to myself do you know what else we'll set up a contest and we'll give them a platform to showcase themselves and we'll you know publish this thing uh, share it all over social media, share it on the website. And see how it goes. And see how it goes. And we'll get judges from different radio stations so that they can actually hear them for themselves. And the thing just took off. First year was, first year was, was what you'd imagine. Yeah, people never heard of it. What yeah. the hell is this? Yeah, so it was slow. Second year was, was much bigger. Third year went nuts. Crazy in the third year when Alice won. And yeah. then last year when Rosa won, we had like people from all over the world. It was just... Well, here's the deal on that side to put in on you, just the Rosa story. Yeah. Rosa Serrett was our winner. She came from Leicestershire in England. Rosa left two days ago to go to Australia where she's yes. meeting up with radio stations in Melbourne and in Sydney to talk about working for them. And that came about because she, here's the deal, yeah. right? She won it. Okay, fair enough. But she could have gone back to college or gone back to work wherever she was working. Rosa worked it. She got in touch with all the judges from New Zealand and Australia. That she, that's where she wanted to go. Got in touch with all of them, started relationships with them. They said, listen, you get down here and we'll talk and we'll, we'll have something for you. She got on the bloody plane and she's in Melbourne right now. And she's starting a yeah. week. No, she's, she's moved there. She's, she says, I'm not, she says, this is where I'm going to work. And she set up wow. Fox interviews, Today FM interviews, uh, the, the, the ARN interviews, SCA interviews. But she works there. She works she there. She works there. She's naturally and talented. She she's like a little sponge. Oh. She listens. She coaches, give me something. It's probably like a great time in her life because maybe she has no commitments and she's at this 100%. kind of crossroads where she can go one way or the other and she's going, I'm going to go with this. I, I'm into radio right now. It's my vocation. I want to do it. So her heart is really in it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 100% right about that. Yeah, she's, she's confident and she's motivated and she knows she's good. And I think that's the key. You have to know that you're good at this as well. Yes. That leads me to the question then, uh, like I was talking about cultures there. So with your radio star, if you get entries from all over the world, they would have very different styles and come from different backgrounds. Yeah. So how do you kind of find a middle ground for your winner? <laughs> yeah. 
We, what were you oh, laughing at? Um, for last year, do you remember last year we got <laughs> we got that the Indian guy last year. Was, well, I tell you, we had a, we had a top five guy, uh, Andrew Bowen, who, from Trinidad a few years back. Was, oh God, he sounds one unbelievable. This other guy, and we we said it to Andrew, and he goes, "Yeah, a lot of radios like that here, just screaming." Oh, this guy, right, <laughs> Simon? He sent in like we um, loved him. a demo. With him screaming down the microphone um, and what I call fader wanking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the music would go right up and then it would go down. He'd go. This <laughs> muffled kind of. Really? He, he, was using, he was using it like a wah-wah pedal. Exactly. Thank you. And then he'd come in again and he'd go. <laughs> but you know what? It was, you couldn't really hear what he was saying. It was very entertaining. But he was mixing. And um, oh, he was just crazy. And it was just like, wow, this is. Yeah, I, I, he entered the wrong DJ competition. <laughs> he thought he was Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's right. He was doing all the spins and everything, scratching. And- right. Wow. Here's the thing, though, right? You ask about what our, our take on the contestants. We, we don't have any say. We don't no, judge. No. We're not, we don't get involved Completely in that. Completely neutral. So it's us. nothing to do with us. That's why the judges are from all around the world. We've, we have judges from Sri Lanka, from Australia, from South Africa, Brazil. Argentina, Fiji, Fiji. yeah, America, New yeah. York, Canada, Toronto, London. They come from everywhere. Yeah. So everybody gets a fair shake at it because... And the judges love doing this I mean, well, yeah. because it gives them it's a fun. chance to give their own feedback and do something for fun. It's not work. They can just have fun with this. So and it's, it's, and it's a lot great. of them say they, they get excited as well because yes. they might hear a little jewel in there. and they go, Because oh, they know it's like a little this? game. Yeah, that's right. Yes. We're going to ask you to plug the on-air coaching and the radio star in 30 seconds to a minute. Tell us about it and let's get everybody interested oh, into us. What okay. a gentleman. Thank you. Well, this is where everybody turns off, though, Simon. You realise that they go, all right, we've got the best out of it now at this stage. Oh, but here, here I'll do a classic for you. But hang on, because at the end of this, hang on, at the end of this, I'll tell you how you can do something that'll make you a million quid. Oh, yeah. The million quid trick. Yes. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Yeah, keep scrolling, that's right. <laughs> keep fast forwarding there, folks. Uh, yeah, so On Air Coach, basically we, we have different courses. They're all online at the moment. Um, we go from beginners right through to breakthrough, right through to mastery. We even do a podcast course. We even do a podcast course. There's, Brilliant. Maybe I need some tips, so I'll be along through. No, you're all right. We'll, we'll be hiring you to help <laughs> us. There's uh, Each course lasts an, an average six weeks. We, we spend at least an, an hour a week online with you like this. Or it usually goes an hour and a half sessions where we work and work and work with you. And after the end of the six weeks, we don't go away. We're like a bad rash. We stay forever until you're happy. That's the difference between a coach and a trainer. A trainer will train you and then go, right, good luck, see you later. A coach stays with you until you are actually happy, until you have what you set out to get, until you're doing what you set out to do. If you want to get a gig on 98FM doing Saturday evening, if you don't get that, we're still there with you until you get it. That's what a coach does. And that's, we've had clients with us for two, three years. We've had clients who wow. get a gig within three weeks and don't finish the course because they don't need to. So it all depends on the person. But that's essentially what we do. We do six-week courses. You'll find it all. The, the, the website's on aircoach.net. Yes. They're all up there. They're, they're very easy to find. Okay, Nails Mahoney. And now we're going to go over to Studio 2 to talk to Tracy Lee about Radio Star. Well, hello there, Simon. Wow. Radio Star. <laughs> well, Radio Star is a, the only international radio talent search and we'll be opening for entries in April. So watch the website on aircoach.net. And if you even, if somebody says you got a good voice or you know somebody who could be good on radio, spread the word and get your entry in. Only 60 seconds is what you need of audio. You can be talking about anything. And our job is, you know, to uh, spot your potential and help you along the way. That's free to enter. Free we to don't enter. charge for radio yeah. star. So on their coach.net radio star. No, we are there. doing we are doing a thing called boot camp before that, which if you wanted to join, we do charge for that. We, there's no nobody has to join that. What we do is we share everything we learned last year and we have last year's top five contestants who do live Q and A with, with with boot campers as well. So it's an option, but again you don't have to do that. Would you mind if I ran a competition along the side of it called Fader Wankers? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get on the no, merchandising. That's for Radio Dublin. Radio Dublin. Do you remember Aiden Cook's Radio Dublin? Maybe there's a maybe there's an opening for that. You know, because you, if, if maybe they all do that in Brazil, so they're like, yeah, we are the Fedor Wankers of the world. It's, it's probably a, it's probably a very, very popular chicken restaurant in Brazil. Where do you want to eat? Oh, let's go to Fedor Wankers. Oh yeah, let's go there. Fedor Wankers. Well, <laughs> 
Well, listen, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You too, Simon. You too, Simon. The last thing I'm going to ask you, really, is... Oh, I knew we wouldn't go over this. Do you have any strange facts about radio or an interesting kind of story that we might know about radio? Wow. Jesus. I, I can't think of anything offhand. Like, like what? Like things that happened to us? No, it's funny because as I was searching the show, I've discovered yeah. some things about radio. Like, for example... Well, you seem to have some. Yeah, I'm going to tell you one. <laughs> okay, give us an example. The term broadcasting yeah. was actually used. The reason it came about was from farming because uh-huh. they used to spread the seed all over the land and they, were, they called it broadcasting, like casting broadly. And wow. when they started radio, the same term applied to the radio stations all around wow. America. So that's my interesting fact of the day. And knowledge is a dangerous thing. It's wow. a very dangerous thing. Like we need one. a fact check. Ah, yeah. <laughs> nah, listen, what the heck? I'll, I'll go with it. And then there's yeah. the whole Marconi and Tesla thing. But the whole Marconi, yeah, what's good. the one with the house in Wexford where he sent that <gasps> oh, signal? Oh yeah, Marconi House. Marconi House in, in, right. in Wexford, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that until you told me about that. That's Did you right. know about this, Simon? I didn't actually know. I didn't know. So there's, there's so much as I'm doing this podcast about radio, there's so much more I'm discovering and it's really interesting, you know. But we could be reading about it forever. So listen, guys, yeah. I'm going to let you go. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And we wish you the best of luck with Radio Star and the on-air coaching. And I'm sure, you know, once people hear about it who haven't already, they're going to be excited and say, OK, time to dust off the mic and get the boombox out and put my audition on air. Now you're a gentleman. Thank you, Simon. Thanks a million, Simon. That was brilliant. Thank you, guys. Nails Mahoney and Tracy Lee. Thank you. Okay, thank you Tracy and thank you Nails for coming on the show. That was a really informative chat and uh, quite enjoyable too, hearing about your radio experiences and the things you're doing for the future of radio. So we want to commend you for that and appreciate you coming on the show. And I enjoyed that chat. I always enjoy the chat because I try to pick amazing and interesting guests. And so even when I tell you after every show, I really enjoyed that chat. I really mean it because some of these guests are amazing. They have some great stories to tell and they teach us a lot about things, whether it be radio or other things. So I'm very glad they came on the show and I'm very glad you got a chance to hear these guys talk. So what next? Where do we go from here with radio? Well, I think radio still has a bright future and I think that a lot of things are coming along to challenge it such as podcasts and, you know, TV and Netflix and everything. But I think radio will always be there. The music may change, the faces, the voices may change. You don't really see many faces. But I think the concept will always be there, whether it be analog or digital. Technology may get better. Hopefully we won't have artificial intelligence on the radio too soon. It would be still good to hear these natural voices, real voices that you can believe in and you can trust in. So I don't really want to listen to a computer telling me, you know, about the traffic coming in the M25 or anything. I want to hear a real person giving their expressions and their opinions and everything. So let's try and keep the real DJs on the air. And, you know, radio is such an interesting fact. It's such a great history. And it was really fun learning about it and telling you, you know, all of these things that I found out myself this week. So I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you enjoyed everything we told you. And we will look forward to seeing you further on down the line. So don't forget to follow and like the show and share it with all your friends. And until the next time, my name is Simon Kay. This is the Collective Whisper podcast, not radio. And we will see you very soon. Take care of yourself, your family, and the people that are important to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.